This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, Daddy. Hey, Mama. Look, how about we do this every time? Every time. But when I look to you, you be looking at me like, what you get right say? Is that what you think that look is? <laughs> what, what is that look? <laughs> What do it be? It's the same look that the guys get when they run in those relay races and they just hand it off and you like you get ready to say something to me and I just want to be on a ready for you. I, like I want to be on a ready for your response. I like it, baby. I like it. Now, I'm not sure what episode this is. 26. Uh, episode 26. Thank you, Robin. Very much. Okay, be on it, baby, because... That's Sharp Eye Washington, steady on the case now. You better get it. Wasn't right, Sharp Eye Washington? He was in... um. Shit, that was Richard Pryor. I want to say Uptown Saturday Night when they was trying to get their money yes, back. Yes, yes. Because they got it taken from them at Madame Zenobia's. Come on. You see? Come on. Okay. But I ain't going to talk about that. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's funny you say I ain't going to talk about your mama because that's what we're talking about today. Mm, good segue. We're talking ah. about do you enjoy being a parent or is it more like a burden? Not a burden. How they said in the old church, avoiding. Yeah. Avoiding. Avoiding. Is it avoiding? Do you enjoy being a parent? Or is it more like a avoiding? Avoiding. 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 And, okay, so people always say, oh, you know, how do y'all come up with these subjects and these topics? This ain't no made-up shit that we just come up with. We come up with it because it's what we have a conversation about. And we were having a conversation about us coming up as children. And did we really feel like our parents enjoyed parenthood? Mm -hmm. Or were we more of a boarding? A boarding. It's almost saying boy. Boy. Then. Then. But Bo that's how they did it back in the day. Boyden. A boyden. A boyden. And, okay, so, and let me say this too before we even get started. I must put a disclaimer on this, because if my parents ever listen to this podcast, I don't want them to think for a second, Monique, goddamn, your childhood was just <laughs> shitty, don't, nobody loved you, goddamn it, and I don't want them to think that at all. I didn't have one of those childhoods that was just this horrific childhood. But when you become an adult and you think back to your childhood, and you go to hindsight and you say, wow, did, did, did my parents enjoy being parents, or did they do it out of almost obligation? And I think a lot of it was out of obligation. I, 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 don't, I don't think that they so much enjoyed being parents. Now, my father would enjoy, his parenthood would kick in after about three good dark liquor drinks. Dark liquor drinks. <laughs> baby, then he was the greatest daddy Ever because it was just, you know, my family and my this and my that. But just in regular moments and times when I think back, I don't ever remember my parents really enjoying being parents. And I don't know how we can necessarily speak to what it was that they were feeling per se, but... To your point, the fact that 
things were done out of obligation rather than wanting to do it. There's a level of credit that obviously has to be given for them even to consider that they have an obligation because they are those human beings (laughs) that don't feel like they have an obligation, which is when you have those stories about the people's lives who say, and this is not chuckling at their lives, it is chuckling at you because you are wild. But to say that... uh, they they can say that my childhood in their opinion was horrific. So there's a blessing to be said to be said that your childhood wasn't that. But for the purposes of our conversation today and the refinement of who we are as parents and people that are listening, I believe our parents wanted us as we want our children to be better than they are. So yes. we having this discussion. So those are that are of us that are parents and or parents to be can think about these things because it's nice to know that things are being done in a in a happy kind of way. You know, you had made mention on the way over here, which I can relate to. Asking your parents was never a situation where you expected them when you asked them for money for mm-hmm. them to be like, oh, okay, how much how much you need? Because <laughs> I know you going to the movie. It's like what? Wait, hold up. <laughs> Now you ate today, right? God damn it. And then you going to ask me for some money? Come on. Right now? You ate now. <laughs> Let me just make this right. You had something to eat. The lights was on. And you ain't sitting around here naked. You got clothes on. And going to have the unmitigated goal to ask me for movie money. Mm. And then they looking at you like you're crazy. Well, you're saying, because that's what grandmas were for. They grandmas before telling you, yes, you can. Most grandmothers. A lot of grandmothers. Some, some my grandmothers was raggedy as shit, but your grandmother. My grandmother was not. My dad was the type of person whereby if I was to ask him for something, based upon my early memories of asking him for something is why you don't really have any latter memories of asking for much because it was already the point was brought home that you really shouldn't ask me for much my mom when I was a kid she would do a deep sigh and then say okay Gene Hicks what you need see you could get to your mama she'd give you some love but daddy was like you just ate so (laughs) can't believe that you're going to ask me for this. Yes. We, yes. we, your mother and I, we had intercourse for you. You was born. Come on. And you walking around here like, you need <laughs> you're supposed to get some more shit. So, get it. We get it. And for me, I want to make sure I'm having improvement on getting it. Because as we were talking, coming over here, Shalon had a far different mother than Michael, David, and Jonathan has. Just so different because I, I, I raised him at what I saw. You know, I was like, this nurturing shit, listen, what we need to do is get this money. We got to pay these bills. We got to do what we got to do. So it wasn't so much on the nurturing aspect of it. And I, at the time, you give them what you know to give them, but then even didn't go out of my way to give them more. Because it was almost like, that's not what I'm interested in doing at that time. So I'm grateful to get a second chance, and hopefully that the sisters and the brothers that are listening, if you are that parent, that you may not enjoy being a parent, but what you enjoyed was the pussy. You may not enjoy being a parent, but sisters, what you enjoyed was laying down, getting that. So now you got to say, well, now we got it. Now we got it. Am I going to treat this child like it's a boyden? Or am I going to treat this child like, you know what? Yes, this is a mistake. We didn't mean to happen. I don't know him. This happened in 24 hours of me meeting him, and I don't know him. But then do we treat our babies like, because I don't know him, and you really weren't supposed to be here, this going to be a problem till you 18. Then we mad when they now become grown. Well, how come you don't call me? Because... That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not our relationship. It, it, we don't come to each other's rescue because that's not at all what we do. And when I think about when I think about coming up, and I can remember when it was time for back to school, right? 
And my mother is a huge bingo player. Bless her, baby. My mother can play fucking 75 boards and get all of them. I got two boards in front of me, baby. And I'll be like, wait a minute, call that shit back, Mm -hmm. right? And I can remember my mother going to the bingo at least three times a week. That's during the week. Then on the weekend, that's what her thing was. So now it's time to school shop. And as a kid, well, listen, I got $75, Monique, so get what you can get with that. And you looking like, but you you had money because you you went to the bingo three times this week. And then you went down your mother's house and y'all gambled with money. And now it's my turn. And I know what that felt like as a kid where it was like this was it was a a headache. It was like and then I was a fat child. So a lot of shit didn't fit. Mm -hmm. So now we've got to go to other stores. Okay. Now, we've got to go to other goddamn stores. (laughs) Now, as a fat child back then, when I was coming up, you couldn't buy us cheap shit. You had to buy quality things because that's how they made it. So now, the $75, what what I'm going to get? What I'm going to get. What I'm going to get. So I went overboard with Shalon because I knew what that felt like as a kid to feel like when we go to the mall, this is not going to be a fun experience. Because you're going to be impatient. If it looked like it cost too much, you're going to then give me a look. So it was just <laughs> a whole bunch of, it, was a, it wasn't just a good experience. So with Shalon, it was like, whatever you want, baby. Pick it out, pick it up, pick it up. But it just wasn't the time put in. It wasn't that nurturing part put in. And I wonder if he feels like, bitch, you gave me everything. But you ain't give me no time. Like, so... And I don't know if he feels like that was a feeling of, was I a burden to you? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Was right. I a burden to you? And you treated me as if I was a burden. Because for real talk, y'all, I had no patience with my baby. Because I felt like I was a single mother and I, I ain't raising no punk. So I got to be hard and I got to let him know. And you got to, and just didn't have the, very impatient. But I was raised with no patience. Mm-hmm. So then to take that to my baby, and now be given another chance. And sometimes I can still be challenged with being impatient. Without saying, Monique, they, they, they kids. David's going to want you to watch that video 27,000 times because each time is some different shit that he won't tell you that happened. You know, so you have to be patient with that. Yeah, they want to pay MLB. I don't know shit about MLB, and no one really wants me on that team, but my daddy, he won't want me on his team. Which is Major League Baseball for <laughs> you who are not video games aficionados. But did I say MLB like I was with that? You did. Okay, you then. Did. Okay, you then. You did. But still learning how to be in a place of it's not about you. And for as much as I wanted to hold my parents hostage, even as we talk about it right now, my parents was my age at one time. So I know that you got a woman that's 30-something years old. She got four children. Listen, my only outlet is the fucking bingo. Because when I come in here, it gets just real different. So in talking it through, it's now, I don't even want to hold her or my dad to what you didn't give me. Because it was a lot that they did. But that feeling of, I'm a problem for you. You know? And, and again, it... From our lens as kids, sometimes things that we apply to us, it's kind of like when the kids, you know, you watch them after school specials. And when I was a kid, I I would watch the after school specials and say, well, where did these motherfuckers come from? Because (laughs) I know for a fact that I ain't responsible for my mother and father being divorced. How are they thinking that they're somehow the blame for their mother and father not being together? Now, this is me as a kid. I'm like, and you watching the after school special, and you saying, well, how is this transpiring? Because this doesn't make sense to me. And from our eyes as kids, we see certain things that we assume to be a certain way. And it, in retrospect, you realize you couldn't have been a burden to your parents even though they may have construed it that way because they were responsible for you being here. Just like you can say that you may have felt as if Shalom was a burden, but when you look back on it, you realize that it's difficult for us to say that someone was a burden, especially when we created that burden. Mm -hmm. It is something that it was a responsibility more than a burden. And at times 
that it may have been carried that way, but it was due to the lack of accountability at times that you may have felt that you had, your parents may have felt that they had at times, because this is what happens as human beings. However, as you said, there was a lot that was given, despite the fact that all of the things that we can look back on and say that we didn't receive, we received it because Mm -hmm. there was an education to learn from what it is that we had observed. Even though we may not have reaped the benefits of a willing spirit of, I want to give you a couple of dollars to help you out, to move you on. That unwillingness to do that was part of the motivation that you had to say you had to get it yourself, which Mm -hmm. is part of the reason why you're not one to ask anyone for anything. This is how you were able to travel and do the things that you've done when it was just a four-speed Ford Festiva with AM radio, no cell phones, no pages, just change in your pocket. And hopefully, if you needed a phone, that bitch worked. Okay. Okay. (laughs) If you needed a pay phone, hopefully it worked. So these are the things that instill that um, ability to overcome struggles. And oftentimes, it's easily overlooked. And we make the mistake sometimes as parents who have witnessed that struggle to sometimes overcompensate where you'll say to me, Sydney, listen, uh, they done did this wrong. You you going to let them slide? Well, they was good for two weeks. I think two weeks maybe, but they did it again. And it's like, well, what do you think we should do? How do you think we should go about handling this? Now, see, what moms will do, they don't want to be the villain, so they'll say, well, you handle it your way, then you handle it your way, and then it's like, well, how you let it go like that? <laughs> well, I was asking you for some assistance in the matter. Now you're going to ridicule my shit. No. You're going to look at me no. and ridicule me no. in front of the kid. No. That's you are. No. Yes, you No. Do. Okay. Since we on that, that okay, get, get, get let's down. talk about it. We because, talk about it. Okay, now with Shalon, I was the disciplinarian, baby. I was the ass whooper. I was the 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 argument. I was all that. Well, with Michael, David, and Jonathan, I don't have to be that because their daddy is right there. However, their daddy has a very soft spot for his children. And there has to be times where I have to look at our daddy and say, Daddy, they cannot because (laughs) Jonathan ain't done his homework all week. Okay, just just all week. Just 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 shit. Just he just was on a on one. But then come Friday. He do everything he's supposed to do. And he has this look in his eyes that just says, and they will say, Daddy, I apologize. And then the tears begin to come down. He's like, and I'm going to do what I have to do. And then Daddy will look at them and say, all right, man, I'm telling you, don't do that. And they hug up, and everybody hug up, and goddamn if come next week. And this is an exaggeration of truth <laughs> with some validity to it. Okay? There is hyperbole introduced into this. However, there is some truth in what you're saying. However, interestingly enough, the same person that scrutinizes no. the generosity of a soft spirit can say she is the one who has been the recipient of that same soft spirit. So how... Do I not have a soft spot for you and then not have one for them? Because there's a level of empathy that you have. But with that said, I must begin to beat everyone now. No, No. I got to beat everyone now. Because if this shit was on TV right now, the audience would see the look that Tommy just gave me when you said, how do I have a soft spot for you and not? For the children, and Tommy just looked at me like, "Bitch, what?" <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen the look she just gave me, like, "Bitch, what?" What? Nothing. So because yeah. you're right. So there's a level of empathy that I want to have for them, and 
this is the thing about it. I've said it before. We are not these digital systems that are just automatically pu- plugged into a specific number, 11.1. We are like analog. We're trying to fine-tune because as we change, our children change, and there are things that we may do on one day that may not be applicable on the next day because now we forgot that they're now 13 and they're not 3. So now we're trying to treat them like a baby because our children still, you know, they they might think to themselves, though they don't say it, why are you kissing me in front of my friends? And it's because you are our children. And it's because my father never, ever hugged me one time. My father mm-hmm. never said, I love you once. So I'm compelled to hug you every day. So from your parent. You can, in parents, you can learn how to treat your children, your wife, the things that I had seen growing up as it pertained to how my mom was treated, how my grandmother was treated, other things that allowed me to restrain from calling the police on you when you act a fool, okay? Who? You! No, baby! Now, we already had a plan. No, sir! We already no. had a plan. When the police come, we get naked and say we were just playing. That's we going to come to the door. With, you know, a balloon in our hand and say, yes, there was a disturbance, but we was just playing. It just went a little too far. Did y'all just hear me go, who? I'm like, who? Who are you talking about? Right, cat bussing. No, daddy. Cat bussing. Because, again, she tell you she don't mean no harm. But the way she perceived it initially made her look at it like, wait a minute, should I jump things off? And you sit there and you like, no, you shouldn't. But since you're going to, I'm going to wait it out, and I'm going to love you through it as opposed to choking you out because I love you, and our kids, they don't need to see their mama sitting up there in prison because she don't know how to act. Now, you understand? I know the people that's listening, <laughs> and Tommy is looking at me like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because Just Monique you being got Monique. people thinking— Oh, you ain't really supposed to go to jail. <laughs> it's the household jail. It's like you arrested for getting mad because the cake was told to you it was dry. And now you got an attitude. There should be a parental police that comes in and says, ma'am, that is a 50 goddamn dollar ticket for getting upset with your family because they told you the truth yes. that the cake was dry. And you going to storm off like that? That's a file. You know what, daddy? That's so good. That is so good because for all the parents now listening. Friends. Now we friends again. Well, come huh? again, make it. Yeah, we friends we, again. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, okay. Baby, I want, and the reality sets never in. Not your friend, okay, okay, baby, okay. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. But you. <laughs> all right, then. Shit. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What was I get ready to say? I don't know. My grandmother used to say, if you forgot it was not going to be the truth. <laughs> That's what she said. No, it was, baby. But damn it. Once I kissed you, I lost my... my. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that being said, there are pluses that we can get, negatives, and the realization is, how many times have I said to the fellas and we've said, listen, I want to apologize to y'all in advance. Yes. Because if you're looking for us to be perfect parents, we're not going to be perfect parents because we're not going to be perfect. And because of your habits that you execute on a daily basis, you might get accused of doing something that you normally do that you didn't do one specific time that we've accused you inaccurately, but because you have been known to do it constantly, I'm going to accuse you, I'm going to convict you, and you will serve your time for what it is that you've done. Because that's what you get for showing bad habits. Okay? But I apologize. If I find out that I'm wrong. But if you know, it's kind of like if you know that it's this cat in the neighborhood known for breaking in cars. But this particular night, he wasn't the one who did it. Who are they going to be looking for anyway? Sterling. They're going to look for Sterling because they know Sterling normally be breaking into people's stuff. But this particular night, Sterling got an alibi. Sterling said, I just got me a job because I'm tired of going back and forth to prison for breaking into people's car. You can check with my employer. What well, goddamn it, Sterling? We checked it out and you was right. We apologize. 
But you can't blame us for checking yes. you out, can you? And Sterling be like, you right. You right. So these things are told to them with the understanding that we're never going to be perfect. We can't expect our parents to have been perfect. However, in the belief that we have in this world, in this universe around us, there's a level of introduction to challenges that we humbly can't help but believe that we were given for a reason because, again, look at the challenges that we've had in our lives. Mm -hmm. Look at the challenges that we're dealing with right now. If we didn't have our past experiences, these things could take people to a place mentally where they're unhappy with life. They can't talk about it with a smile. They believe that they are so uh, entitled that challenges shouldn't come their way. I can't believe now you're blaming God, you're blaming the universe, as opposed to being thankful to whoever it is that your faith is relying upon for these challenges because as you're enduring them and going through them one step at a time, are you becoming stronger because you've endured, because you've now learned how to overcome certain obstacles that you didn't before and at the very least have the proper mindset to approach things that you may not have ever experienced before because of those challenges or are you weaker because of it mm. and depending upon how you think is indicative of what it is if you believe that you're better off than you are if you believe that you worse that you're worse off you are because it's predicated on whatever it is that you believe because that's where you're going to send your energies towards we're talking about it today, my loves. Do you enjoy being a parent, or is it more like a burden? Boyden. I'm sorry, baby. You said the right way. Boyden. And, and my thought came back to me, okay? So as a parent, if you could be graded, what kind of grade would you receive? What would your report card look like? What would it look like in patience? What would it look like in happiness? What would it look like in consideration? What would it look like in attitude? What would it look like in your all around? Like if your parents could give you a grade and you said, if your children could give you a grade and you said to them, listen, don't worry about my feelings. Don't worry about there will be no consequences. And the only consequence it will be depending on my grade. And I got to do some improving. But I'm asking you to grade me as your parent so that I know if I am going in the right direction. Grade me on communication. Grade me on judgment. Grade me as your parent. And let's really sit down and have an open and honest dialogue about that. And I think some of the things our children may say, <clears throat> it may be hurtful. However, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? It's like when, when our boys... Go to their daddy. If I, my attitude has been to the left, they will go to their daddy and be like, listen, what's happening? And their daddy will have a conversation with them, but lets me know it because they're grading me at that but, moment. But when you say you, you, you should explain a little bit more by what is happening in terms of when they come, they're not coming like get her right right they're coming like it's something wrong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then to say to them that sometimes you're picking up things that may be not directed towards you but are concerns that happen in another realm and what i need you to do is be able to learn from that to say do you want to ever send mixed messages to someone else because we're utilizing it because it's there to be utilized mm -hmm. because then when you come back and communicate to them, which is a sign of maturity, that I may not have handled that the right way, and when I do, I want to apologize to you about it because, you know, another part of being a parent back in the day growing up I guess it was in the parent guidelines of children who were born in the 60s. You never apologize to them bitches. <laughs> you don't apologize to them bitches. It is a restriction. It is a restriction, and you can be 
kicked out the fraternal and sorority of parenthood if you apologize to them bitches, okay? Not to them kids. They they looked at us as bitches because <laughs> they would never apologize because that's just... But what we found is potentially for some of them, for some of us, that those same parents, like you said earlier, they were a lot of our experiences that we may grade them on was at a time in their lives where they were actually half of our age because we mm. walk in in the 50. We're 49, and we're talking about them when they were 25 and 30 years old. What would you say? I'm 48. You can be 48, but your ass is walking <laughs> right there to 50. Okay, don't get it twisted. There go the doorway. Here go the stairwell. We right there and shit. I'm going to hold the door open for you, but I know I got to go first. Yeah. Okay, then, West Coast. So that being the case... It's then you hear later on when they share with you in their realm of maturity Mm. that they want to apologize as you may have experienced as a parent, as you've experienced as a parent, Monique, as you've experienced Tommy, as you've experienced Robin, that in the evolution of who you are as a human being, more importantly than just a parent, because you, you were a human being before you were a parent, that you are able to say, my bad. And depending upon where they are in their level of growth, they can understand how you're communicating to them and they'll either be able to receive it and or not. And hopefully we're mature enough as adults that when we make that effort to say, I want to apologize for the way in which I may have mishandled things, that if they don't accept it in the time in which we want them to accept it, that we're mature enough to accept that because we realize it took us a certain amount of time to get to a place to tell them that. Mm -hmm. So surely it's not with a great level of immediacy that we should expect that they receive what we're saying, but we should look at it with eternal gratefulness if they do. Mm. Okay, so we are having this discussion. Do you enjoy being a parent? And let me say this too. If your answer is no, please don't be guilty or feel guilty or embarrassed to say that out loud. Because there are some people that being a parent is just not something that they want to be. But they have children. But it's like this is something I never signed up for. This is just what happened. Like I I remember talking to Mimi. And I said, Mimi... What is it that you wanted to be? What did you, Mimi's my grandmother. What is it that you wanted to be? What did you dream of? And she said, Nikki, I always wanted to be a school teacher. And it's like, <clears throat> well, then why didn't you do it? And she was just like, just life situations didn't let her do it. And I remember asking my mother, I said, Ma, what did you dream of? Like, what is it when you were a little girl? What was that thing that in your quiet time you couldn't wait to grow up and become? And she said, a wife and a mother. <laughs> Robin, and you are fucked up for busting out laughing, okay, because my mother is Robin's aunt, okay? <laughs> so she know her. But she said, a wife and a mother. And I didn't want to be offensive to my mother. I did not. However, I had to be honest with her. And not have a bullshit conversation. And in, in the honesty of it, I said, Ma, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Because your actions never said, as a child, this is something that you couldn't wait to become. Because as a wife and as a mother, it always, not always, it seemed like most of the time you were irritated with all of the situations. Maybe you were irritated with your husband, which is my father. Maybe you have been irritated with Gerald, Millicent, or Stevie, or me, there was, there was this feeling of, shit, if I could do this over again. If I could do it over again, I wouldn't have them. And I wouldn't have been offended had my mother said, listen, baby, I damn sure didn't dream about y'all. I damn sure did not dream about your father. That's not what I did, because it would explain it. And I think it would free her up, as a lot of other people because we address it as the way we think it's supposed to be addressed. And that's how we address it. What if I said out loud, I don't want to be a mother, but I got seven kids. What if I say out loud, I never wanted to be married, but I've been married for 50 years. 
So imagine the misery that that person has been in and is still in because they're trying to do it the way that they think is the right way, but not doing it the way that they feel that it should be done. Absolutely. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's got to suck. But then you go back to a place of, you know, I liken it to what you were saying with my mom. It's she told me when I was, you know, little that when she was 23, she wasn't looking to have a family. Like, the reason why they had me was to keep his ass from going to the (laughs) Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to go to Vietnam. You had one child, they said that, then that could keep you from going to war. And then on top of that, she's like, well, if I had a daughter, I mean, if I had a child, I wanted to be a daughter. I was going to name her Lisa. Now, if, but somebody would say, oh, but that's what the (laughs) fuck she wanted. Like, I'm not going to feel sad for that because the universe said it was time for my black ass to be here. I apologize, but here I is. And even then for me, because I'm a weirdo, there's a level of I couldn't be sad about it because I appreciated her being honest about it. And I couldn't. How could I hold her accountable? And Which is the reason why this is why we call it Uh, open relationship Mm -hmm. because it made me say thank you for being honest enough to tell me how you felt but this was before you and I had a chance to experience each other these are your hopes and aspirations for an an invisible being that um, is not yet inside of you because I'm asking you to tell me about the aspirations you had prior to my existence just like for me I wanted three boys now, I was lucky enough to have three boys, okay, in the physical form. You did? So it worked out that way for me. But what if I said I wanted three girls and I had three boys? That could maybe make them feel like, oh, but the reality is that's what they they wanted. And, the the again, the, the fortune that came out of it is it shows that even though that's how she was back then and how she felt, what has evolved since then, mm-hmm. you know, and all of what may have been wanted back then, I think there's an understanding now of why this is what the path was supposed to be. So we all have wants. Some of them come true. Some of them don't come true. And we all do things Um, and experience things that, again, we feel like that was great. It wasn't great. However, in a weird way, it's all great because it's part of what makes us deliver what it is that we deliver. Because as I just said a moment ago, how you ladies have had conversations with your children, how many of your mothers have pulled you up in the same way that you've pulled your children up and they initiated it? And if the answer is none, it speaks to your evolution, despite the fact that you didn't have that business model, if you will, or that representative that showed you that way, you began to evolve and think for yourself. Mm. So had we had everything that we want, had we not, if we didn't have a motherfucking tax lien, if we didn't have it. We didn't. There may be a level of appreciation for the way in which we handle our money that now that we wouldn't have had it not happened for the bigger opportunities. Had we not had these situations, there may be not the opportunity for us to speak unabashedly about our experiences where most people would be embarrassed. The level of freedom that you have from not being embarrassed about allegedly looking stupid or failure in front of the masses because you say, who are the masses for us to be fearful of failing in front of? Because the true failure is if we don't continue to pursue what it is that we were put here to do. And we're here pursuing what it is that we were put here to do. And hopefully those individuals that are listening can receive what we're saying because we ain't no better and or any worse. 
Because we here occupying the same place and space. We're not levitating without planes and some sort of technology. We're the same. So how are you going to be embarrassed in front of the same people? That They're going to die just like you. Mm-hmm. They're going to live just like you. And then when you're gone, the same way that they spoke about Muhammad Ali when he left for standing up but were against him when he was alive, the same way they spoke about Martin Luther King, the same way they've spoken about individuals who decided that this is wrong, obviously, and I'm going to speak to it, despite the fact that people are afraid of the repercussions of speaking aloud about it, but you're saying I'm going to speak my truth, then the dialogue that is had about you when you're gone, though you can't reap the benefits of it, because you're reaping the benefits of what you're taking to that next plane of I lived it for real. I lived it honestly. They may have kicked me out. They they dubbed the story of Jesus essentially implies they kicked Jesus out of this life. <laughs> they kicked him out. When you kill him, you <laughs> kick them out. out. Okay. But still folks say that he's a part of their lives. Mm-hmm. So with our children, with the people that you touch with the people that respond back to us in reference to that. We hate to say it, but it's like, thank you, because that love is needed and appreciated. And we often say, well, I don't need that love. There's a part of us that does need a level of validation because you want to make sure that you're on the right page. And this is the reason why that parent-child relationship is so important, because that's the first line of validation that you'll ever get. And if you feel invalidated by your parents, then the world obviously is going to invalidate you because you've been beaten up prior to you getting out there. Mm. So. And we can say to ourselves, how do we find a way not to have our children's asses in a sling so that they're prepared to meet the world with a smile, that they're prepared to meet the world, that when the world is not appreciative of them because of their different way of being who they are, that they can still appreciate the world and say, this is a behavior indicative of certain human beings. But there's another behavior indicative of certain human beings, and that's one who say, I refuse to allow you to stop me from being who I am. I'm going to enjoy this life to the fullest. And the reason being is because that started from when we were children and our parents allowed us to be who we are. And if we can do that as parents, despite all of the wrong things, the mistakes, the cookies when it should have been celery, because our Talk children's is big asses. Our children's <laughs> is big. Okay. When when they should have cut the TV off, but we let them hang out a little bit longer with us, it's because we realize that you can't ever get that time back. Yes. And those little extras where you're just around the house and you're cooking a hot dog mean more to you than going to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Because as grand as that is for the day, it's about the day in and day out that our children are going to remember. And, I, and, and you know what, too, Daddy? I think that in talking to parents, because I think one of our biggest issues is to saying I'm sorry, but saying I'm sorry with no resentment, saying I'm sorry with not the attitude of, well, look, I said I was sorry. Is saying I'm sorry with that humility and treating your child as if they are human. And when we start explaining these stories, we don't treat our children like I have no idea what you're talking about. Because I think that right there makes the gap even wider. Or treat them with no respect. Or, or, or like as if, you know, when we <laughs> were kids, there was a feeling of, You're not owed respect. You have to earn it, which is true. But they would sometimes walk in the door like you weren't supposed to have basic courtesy extended to you because you were a child. There was a level of violation where when we see this now with kids, their response to people like, you know, Back in the day, if somebody's parents said something to you, 
you'd listen to them respectfully. Mm -hmm. Though you may feel like you ain't my mama, but you would still listen. Now the kids that will tell you, if you get off lucky, they'll tell you, fuck off. Mm. If you get off unlucky, they're going to pop a cap. And mm. now you're reluctant to have a conversation of uplift to a child because the level of communication that they may have at home is so disconnected and they've been disrespected so much that respect ain't coming to somebody that's challenging them. You're challenging me. It's going to be a problem. It's the reason why people say if you get stuck up and somebody want to rob you, you better hope somebody older rob your ass than somebody younger. Because the young boys don't seem to have any respect for your life. Mm -mm. Old head just like, I want the money, dog. This ain't personal, homie. Where you get that chain from? I'll take that too. Here you go. Yeah, but they don't want to take your life. Because they don't want to do life. Mm -hmm. The kids, they're not thinking about their life because they already feel like, I don't have a life. Mm. So what you going to take from me anyway? My boy get three meals a day, and he holding it down in prison, and niggas respect that. Till you get up in prison, and you find out the real deal is, yo, we got to keep our head on the swivel because the cat that you thought was crazy... You didn't know he wasn't as crazy until you got around real crazy. Okay. 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 And he 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Big homie, he he 205 pounds. The big homie in prison with the knife on his chest showing the murders that he killed with the tears around it. Okay. He for real about it. You understand? And then it's like, wow, what I thought it was is not really what it is, but it's too late. It's too late. You know what just came to me, though, when we say, do you enjoy being a parent or is it more like a burden? Because when you see a lot of our little babies now, can't say most, a lot of what we've shown, especially with our little black babies, little black boys, you ask the question, are they being beat up so much at home that before they even come to the world, they're already beaten? And is that coming from parents that enjoyed being a parent, being parent, or is that coming from a place of I don't feel like fucking being bothered? So everything I'm gonna feed into you, I'm gonna beat you up. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, because I'm, I really don't feel like being bothered without being open and honest enough to say to give our babies a fair chance. And I might be reaching on this one, y'all, but goddammit, I'm a reach to give our babies a fair chance. If you are that sister, and you're saying, you know what? This is not what I want. And not your sister. And our brothers, this is not what I want. Then give that baby a fair chance. Give our babies a chance. And if it's not what you want, if you can go to somebody else and say, listen, I know this child is mine, but this I, I can't give it the best in reference to the treatment. And before you give up, though, before you give up, mm -hmm. what may be helpful is if you reflect on how it was you were treated as a child and if you say to yourself that you were mistreated despite the fact that you say you were not interested but you know what it is to be treated with disinterest and you ask yourself would you have preferred to be treated with interest or disinterest and you hold accountable your parents for being disinterested but yet you're disinterested in your child either don't hold your parents accountable anymore because mm. you're the same or start holding yourself accountable and say I will not be the same it is the reason why I will be even more invested and more interested because of the disinterest that I've experienced I have never when you take accountability for your life you're not the person that says the reason why I uh, did something wrong was because it was done wrong to me because if you're victimizing somebody that it's not the same as the reason why I hit him in his arm is because he hit me in the arm. All right, somebody understand that. But y'all ain't supposed to be hitting. But do you understand that? But to say I hit somebody in the arm because I used to be hit in the arm by other people, but this person didn't hit me in the arm, and you just doing it because somebody did it to you, how does that make sense? Because you didn't like it when they did it to you. Why are you victimizing someone else? 
So we live in a world in which it's very easy to talk about what someone else has done wrong without reflecting on what it is that we're doing wrong and then without reflecting about how we can make it right. Because this is part of the secretiveness of conversation. No one wants to have conversation. And it's not just these people, people in the world maliciously beating up their kids. They've also been beat up. You're living in a world where these individuals may not have lived. And I'm, we're not just talking to black people here. We're talking to the all people because you've got people of all colors that have had this story where there was a level of attention, a level of appreciation, a level of accountability, a level of conversation that was not had with their parents. And because of that, again, we've gotten the information to say we either can learn from it by not doing or we can choose to do what it is that they've done, but you can't be mad at your parents if you're doing the same thing to your children because why is it that you get to play both sides? Why is it that hmm. you get to have the complaint for not being treated well, but you get the pass of because you weren't treated well that now you can have yes. you, you you can now not treat others well. I, and I, you know, one thing that helps me a lot, though, Daddy, is when you say, "See the end of it. See the end of it. See what that's going to look like." See the end of it. And that's what allows me to be better when you just get a chance to see the end of it. And what I was saying was not so much give up, but I know some parents out there Mm -hmm. personally, personally, and they're giving their children an unfair advantage. They're giving their children an unfair chance. I know them personally. And for those parents which I don't believe is unique for those ones. If you're in a place to say, you know what? I can't give them the best. I can't give them the best of me. I can't. And you know that, and you're not making any, any kind of, you're not taking any kind of steps to say, I want to get better. And if you're in that space to say, without feeling guilty, you know what, Robin, I'm trying to be famous and I'm gone a lot. And raising Shalon right now, that's really not something I'm interested in doing. Would you mind taking him? Financially, I'll make sure he's good. But because that wasn't the right thing that I thought I could say, I never said it, which gave him an unfair— it, it, I would have taken it. Right. So it made life challenging when it didn't have to be, mm-hmm. only because I thought that how can I, how can I say I asked somebody else to take my baby— and raise him because I'm out here trying to be famous. I'm at, and at that time in my life, wasn't so much interested in being a parent. I was interested in escape. And escape meant I got married and had a baby by the time I was 21. That's what I wanted. It was just escape. So I'm saying for the sisters and brothers out there who may say, just at this place in my life, I'm not the best candidate for my baby. And I see how you're getting down with your children. I see the type of parents that you are. Would y'all mind? But we've been so conditioned because you were worried about what kind of mother would I be? A goddamn good one. What kind of father would I be? A goddamn good one if you're saying I'm not in a place to give you the best of me. With the understanding that you can still have the mindset later on of, I wish I had it did it, done it differently yes. because despite the fact that you never communicated that specifically to Robin, essentially and in essence, that's what transpired because he was disseminated between Robin, yes. your mother, yeah. and so forth without necessarily having the actual dialogue. Again, it wasn't as if he was in some corner with shit in his diaper waiting to be held. No. Right. He was in a situation whereby you left him with people who you trusted and when he becomes an adult, really intellectually, not just numerically, he will begin to understand, as you have to understand, that in this lifetime, it's only finite moments and no one gets the proverbial all of it. But at the same time, we get all of it, because if you've experienced happy, sad, glad and so forth in your life, you got all of it. Mm-hmm. There's only a few or set of, uh, several emotions that you can experience. So you got all of it in a 
small smaller way, but we can't have all of the experiences that the universe has out there for it's not for us specifically to get all of them. We're supposed to get what it is that we get. And somehow, if we're lucky, able to feel satisfied with what it is that we've received, knowing that it was for us to receive. Because you understand that there are other women out there that have left their children and other men who have left their children with other people while they pursued their careers, and we don't know who their names are. So the universe must have been saying to you, this is your journey, and because you're listening to the spirit of who you are, there are going to be some dynamics and some challenges and some hardships, but these conversations that you will be able to have because your spirit is free, you can share this with the people who are listening. And this was not just for you to experience. It is for the world to experience and maybe say, what we consider to be abnormal is not really abnormal. What we deem as being abnormal is actually more normal than we understand it to be. And because we live in a place in a space where if it exists, how abnormal is it really? Because it exists. Mm -hmm. As rare as it is, it's a normality of life to have rarities take place that can take you out of this thing called life. So we get caught up in the specifics of the word when the reality is how do we get focused in on the energy behind those words and the energy behind what it was that you were doing based upon your limited understanding of being a parent and based, about, based upon our constant limited understanding of what's going on around us. As we sit here right now, we don't know what's transpiring outside. We are ignorant to that fact. But we still have to move forward. We will always be without information and knowledge. So with the limited information that you had, did you not try the best that you could? Yes. Were you maliciously trying to put him to the side and forget about him? Were you really pursuing comedy or you were you just bullshitting? Did you really not go out there and do jobs? Because, you know, people out here listening know you as being a comedian and an actress and shit like that. Is that true? Yes. So there's a level of guilt that though you may have, that you have to remove from yourself because you try to do the best for what you had. That's it. And that's all you can do. We as people are constantly, our, like they say, our biggest fear is public embarrassment, but we're our worst critic. So we're constantly embarrassing ourselves. Mm. Robin just showed me the sign. So with that, how are we going to do it? Well, you know, I want to say to each and every person listening. and we Where are they listening? They're, they're listening at play.it. There you go. And they can click on Monique and Sydney's open relationship, Daddy. That's where they're listening. Did you make that rhyme on purpose? They're listening to play.it where they can listen to what? Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, but I, I want to say that we're reading your tweets and we're reading what you're sending on Instagram. And for the brother that says, I just want to thank y'all because I work overnight and it's allowing me to think about things and consider things totally different that I would never even consider. We want to thank y'all, you know, because again, these conversations is not pulled out the air for us. These are conversations that Sydney and I have, baby, when we up in that closet. And I know that this shit ain't unique. I know I ain't the only one. He know he ain't the only one. So that's why we sham. And we want to thank y'all each and every week for tuning in and listening and then responding to it. So that's how I'm feeling about it, Daddy. I'm just feeling grateful. Feeling grateful. And if we can have conversations about consideration and people buy into that, what happens in the world when individuals become more considerate of one another? Mm. So there may be... Uh, a, a reduction of bombs and an increase of more calm. I just made that up. I like that. A reduction of bomb and an increase of more calm. That's it. So we're going to shut it down? We're going to shut it down, baby. So we want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I am Monique. And I'm Sydney. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.